0: Welcome to Visibility Era, the podcast. We've created a community of business owners with a spiritual backbone who know that they are here to make an impact and be seen on top tier media, create relationships with high profile experts and speak on massive stages.
1: And let's be honest, more exposure equals more money. And we are so here for that too. We're Bridget and Lydia, time to step into your Visibility Era. Before we hop into today's episode, I just want to guide you all over to our new YouTube channel. Now, we have been recording episodes for the Visibility Era podcast since around May or June of 2023. And all along that journey, we kept hearing in our head, YouTube 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 now i am a it's bridget i'm a religious youtube watcher like my husband and i do not have cable we watch youtube whether it's watching travel content um health content or business content youtube is my place so i know that it works you build that trust you build that community you put out good content it becomes something that works and we finally decided to start taking our youtube channel seriously So if you want to learn more about some of the platforms that we actually incorporate into our programs, especially Pitch Party, we talk about Harrow, we talk about Quoted, we talk about Connectively, and some of the changes in the industry, head over to our YouTube channel, give us a subscribe. I think we need a thousand subscribers to be able to monetize the channel. We're at 50. So, you know, we all have to start somewhere. Send us some love where we're on that channel, share it with a friend. We are so, so grateful for you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Visibility Era. It is your host today, Bridget Cisco and Lydia Bagarosa. And we are here with a dear friend, Ati. Ati, welcome to the show. Hey.
2: I am so excited to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you
1: a long time coming I've had you on my show maybe a year or two years ago we've gotten to collaborate on many projects we've gotten to meet in person we just have had hugs and so many good convos and now we're bringing you on to the show to talk a little bit about personal branding authenticity maybe some photography maybe value
2: we'll bring everything in there we'll bring everything
1: And since I know you, I want everyone to hear your backstory because you're not just personal branding, business coach, you're not just a triathlete, but you also back in the day were a, what would we
2: call it? What kind of bartender was it? So it, I was a world champion flair bartender. And I didn't actually anointing myself with that name. But when we used to have like the DJs or whatever introduced us, they used to say world champion flair bartenders, blah, blah, blah. And then so then when I created my bio, that kind of went in there. But that is the truth, though. I I actually came to the US because I was a world champion flair bartender. I travel all over the world uh, flipping glass bottles and making drinks. And then I actually came to Vegas. I don't know if you even know this. This is a nuance to the story. I came to Vegas from Miami with a friend that was going to audition for the Rio Casino. And when I went to the what is it audition? When you say audition, yeah, yeah. You, like yeah, when we went there, there were a lot of people in that room that knew me from, you know, from competitions and stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, you go, like, you got a flare, like you got to get behind the bar. And I was like, Oh, no. Uh, at the time, I didn't really have papers, right? Like, I was like, No, I can't apply for this job. And everybody was like, Oh, go behind the bar. And well, the person that happened to be at that room was the VP of Harris at the moment and that is the beginning of everything. They offer me a visa, they offer me a job and they brought me to the U.S. and yeah and that was the beginning. <laughs> Harris,
0: making dreams come true. I used to go to, we're, we're both from New Jersey and you know there's a Harris and AC and I used to love the pool. I don't know if they had one of those in Vegas but it was like it looked like a biodome and they had like
2: a nightclub in there with a pool in the middle. And it I actually been there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I did go to train some of the bartenders. I, after like Harris hire me, mm-hmm. I went to several Harris. Like I went to Atlantic city. I went to Reno, Laughlin, whatever. And I used to go and do like shows for them. And we, yeah, like the
0: pools here are awesome. awesome. They're so fun. And it looks like you're in like a tropical place. So for us in the middle of the winter, we were like, oh yeah, we'll go to Harrah's pool. So (laughs) (laughs) right. I would love to transition the conversation and just ask like, so how did you go from doing that job to what you do today? And these are so much fun because I, I love like putting together the pieces and they always all oh they always make sense, but they the always
2: make sense. So <laughs> obviously, brand story is a love of mine. Um, but I I will tell your story. So the actual biography, if I we wanna go day by day or how it happened, is somewhere after the first 10 years that I was here in Vegas. I knew that I wanted something else. I just didn't know what that was. Now, the background to that is in 2008, I started going to the community college and taking credits in photography. This is something that was always in my bucket list and I didn't do it back home. And for me, it was just a hobby. Well, Uh, Two years later, I had a degree in photography, but I, I never thought I would ever use it. And I started a photography business on the side. And even then, I niched down. I truly understood the power of niching down and making yourself known and all of that. Because before I moved to the U.S., I had a bartending school in Argentina. Well, this is the nuance where all the things kind of come together. My job as a, in the in the bar, in the bartending school, when they used to finish their classes or whatever, uh, I used to sit down with them and be okay. So tell me a little bit about what you like. Where would you like to work? Do you want to work in a nightclub? Do you want to work in a speakeasy? Do you want to work in a restaurant? Right. So if they would tell me they wanted to work at a restaurant, I'd be like, hey, these are the drinks that are more appropriate for that place. Like if you. So basically, I was helping them to niche down. And I would teach them to go there, present themselves, put like, um, at the time was a resume, but I used to take their photo and we were some of the first ones ever to create business cards that had their photo in it, in their colors. Like, so literally we, and they would match the resume and I would tell them, okay, whatever you wear that they needs to match Literally, you guys, I was doing that at 19. Well, this is a crazy thing, though that Bridget knows about. I actually didn't even realize about this until in 2022. I actually wrote a chapter in a book, and this really made me to go back. Even though I wrote my brand story so many times. Mm-hmm. I didn't go as far in my life to realize how much everything I have done has actually helped me to do this. Now, preface to all of this, I did build a personal brand when I was bartending. I went to TV. I I, I remember I sent pitches, and I want to say pitches because I was in like a few rea- um, reality TV shows and stuff like that. And I thought that that was gonna be something I wanted to do but then I realized "Uh -uh, this is not for me and how I transition was when I became a mom I knew for sure for sure for sure I didn't know when I stayed bartending and briefly I went into network marketing and this is what happened even though network marketing was not for me it blew my lead up Because I was like, I went into those rooms and I was like, oh my God, I was top dog, right? In what I was doing, but I didn't realize how small that I was doing was, right? Like the, the flair bartending world, like was tiny. Like now when I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't see anything. I didn't know anything. Right. And I went into these rooms and I saw all these people doing something that they believe it had impact in others. And that was the first nudge. And then the rest is history. It kind of transitioned. I studied, I went from baby photography to personal branding photography because I love working with women. And I was building a team at the time. So I would use that to help them. And then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I'm helping literally paint their story with my photos. This is not just about memories. This is literally helping somebody make a living, bring their dreams to life. And the full transition happened when the pandemic happened. And I'm sure that you hear this story a lot um, because a lot of my clients were, okay, I have all these photos. What do I, what the fuck I do now? I, I use your photos for my website. That's great. Now I need to do social media. What do I do? And that's how it all started. And the rest is history.
1: The rest is history. It's so funny. We had someone on the show the other day who also brought up a story from when they were in high school or middle school. And it was that reminder that all these seeds have been planted for us yeah. throughout our life. But if we don't have that moment of perspective, like when you were writing in the book, to be like, how did I arrive here? Like there were so many seeds planted and I love that yeah. you're able to take from those experiences and say, "Oh my gosh, that's absolutely informing what I what I do." And you know, you as a personal brand, you teaching business owners how to be a personal brand. Us focusing on media, like that story piece, is
2: so so crucial. So crucial because when we talked about media, nobody wants to read a pitch, right? A pitch. A Am I saying it right? Am I my and my accent is like off the hook today. <laughs> Uh, Because my mom is living here with me. So I'm speaking Spanish all day long right now. It's perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) Are you eating a peach or are you actually saying a pitch? (laughs) I I can laugh about myself all day long. But the truth is that those stories is what people actually like want to hear how they connect with us i want i'm gonna go even farther and this is not as as um part of my brand story if you want to call it but like lately what has been coming up for me has been a lot of the inner work that i had to do to actually shine my brightest right because even though people see see me like i'm very extra extroverted and all of that i didn't even realize Um, how much trauma and how much, how much I forgot who I really was. And once you come in business, you start like watering yourself down. Right. And you start like, well, I'm okay. Yeah, it's okay. But the reality is that it's only when you shine at your brightest that you can actually impact other people and help them and all the things that we're here to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny speaking of shining your brightest is um you were when you were talking about helping the other bartenders figure out like what, what they want and their colors and you were actually helping them like create their first business card with their colors telling them what to wear you were calling it niching but we always say this like niching is really just figuring out what feels authentic to you yes. and connecting to that so I love that you said that. And then speaking of authenticity, sometimes we need to do that inner work to be able to actually see what that means to us instead of getting confused by the outside noise. So can you tell us a little bit about maybe your own personal experience or a story of a client who had to
2: do something similar? So okay, so this is where I love uh, talking about authenticity because I think authenticity—the mm. word—is so bastardized, and yeah. people feel, oh, just show up, just show your life, show what you're eating. Am I? Like, eh, no, not it. Um, no. So we are all so influenced right? By everything that it's online and the internet. And it's amazing. I mean, we are all growing our businesses there. I'm not knocking it because I absolutely love social media. However, we need to figure it out who we are first and get really, really comfortable with that. So for example, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a story with a client and she, she's, She's not only a client, she's also now a peer coach inside of my academy, and we became really close. And When she first came to me, she was transitioning from um, corporate to the online world, and she has been doing teaching and education and all of that in corporate for 23 years. Like when she told me all the accolades and all the things that she did and all the brainstorming sessions she used to have with like people in her position, I was like, girl, like this is amazing. And then as soon as we started promoting her business as a business activation coach and stuff like that. And by the way, she has a knack for tech. And and I saw that very early on. And she was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not good at that. I'm like, hmm. about right. <laughs> let's explore that let's explore that right like this person has like a like a completely set of skills that are so different than mine and I kept telling her I was like use your skills There is people out there that needs them so I do this exercise with core values right and she kept skipping it and she kept skipping it and she kept skipping it and I would ask her, why are we doing all of this? You're already on social media, but you don't really know what your values are. And she didn't feel authentic. And she didn't feel like, she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to share because that doesn't feel like me. But when I'm sharing this, that doesn't feel like me. And I'm like, do you know what you stand for? Do you know what you're here to bring out at other people? What is important to you? And I think that when people talk about authenticity, they think that people are talking about like, oh, showing up even if you don't have your hair done or with clothes that feels comfortable or right, showing all of your life. But in reality, authenticity is truly being who you are at the core. This has nothing to do with the clothes you wear, with the food you eat. All of that are just like parts of your life. Right. But I think that people forget that when we are in the online world, staying true to yourself. So I'm, I'm going to share a good example with her. Once she actually went back and did her um, her core values, one of her core values is community. So she wanted to see it behind her. Computer. I'm sure like actually for us, this is a, a common thread. So that's a great example. Right. <laughs> So I was like, why don't you start to go networking? She's she lives in France, by the way. She's like, my French is not really good. And I was like, is there American groups there? Well, this is the thing. Her business exploded the day she started networking because she could leverage a value of her. She could show up in rooms where she didn't have to say, I don't, I don't know if this is me. She was showing up. You show up to a place and you you just are, and then those connections would see her social media, and the and the cycle started happening. And this is where I always talk about this. I'm like I teach personal branding on and offline because I don't believe that your personal brand is just the video, like you putting twenty five videos of your are like talking head, right, mm-hmm. on on Instagram. Like it's great for visibility, so people like they're seeing you. Um, top of mind and all of that but I'm like if you cannot build a brand on and off social media the day that you we're not gonna get into email and all of that but like the day your account gets shuts down your business is dead, dead. that's it done you have no business right and now you go into depression <laughs> but my whole thing is authenticity is all about our core values this is not about just what you're posting is what do you stand for
0: Yeah. That's That's so beautiful.
2: No, it's so beautiful. We just had
0: another um, branding expert. She does kind of different things than you on the show, but we were talking about like, when you have your values and you have that idea of what you want, your like perfect brand to be for you. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you in the moment. And so a lot of, you know, people will get discouraged and be like, you know, I would love to be like this, but that's not what I look like right now. And what that really, what, what we end up seeing is like, sometimes what we want, like that goal, that's what we're aspiring to eventually be. So it's exactly kind of what you're saying. It's like, it's having that confidence piece to really just embody your values. And once you
2: do like, it is you, it's already you today. And I think, okay, you hit it on the nail with something there, which is it's about embodying, mm. right? Kind of like really starting to feel into what who you truly want to become, and understanding that that may not happen overnight.
0: Yeah.
2: But the thing, when you have your core values, and and I'm, I would love to use an example here, is you start making decisions in your business from there, mm. and you start making decisions. <laughs> that actually feel good. There is no wrong decision when you make decisions from your core values. And I think um, women really underestimate this. business owners feel like this is proof through work until they're feeling unaligned. They're feeling that they're making no money. They hate what they're doing. Now they build this business two, three, four, five years in and they fucking hate their business. Can I use the F word here? Sorry. (laughs) Yes, you're fine. Yeah, we drop the F
0: bomb all the time. You're good. Okay. okay, good
2: because that's one of my core values. <laughs> my core values. Just saying, fuck whenever I want. <laughs> Being open minded and like not, okay, not having to like um filter, right? But okay, I'm gonna like put an example out there, which I think women build a business thinking X is what they want. I did this when I was in network marketing. I was like. I want to work from anywhere and I want to have an online business and I want to make a million dollars and I just want to do it working three hours a day. I bought into somebody's vision. Mm -hmm. That was not necessarily my vision. Now it maybe wasn't as far, but what success looks like to me, I had to get really clear. What success? I'm not a stranger to working. I don't mind working, actually. I love what I do. So part of my success is not about, it's not tied to working four hours a day, necessarily. And I was so in a line on the way I was doing business. And that, obviously, that's one of the reasons I decided to not do network marketing. But it wasn't until then that I realized, okay, something needs to change. And I'm going to tell a little story around this. I had a client about two years ago that she's an interior designer and we were doing a trade for one of my photo shoots for like a holiday photo shoot, stuff like that. And when she showed up, we went back and forth. We had the look that we wanted and like all of this. And when she showed up for the shoot, she didn't show up to her potential. I knew her work and I wasn't very happy. I could tell she wasn't really happy because she wasn't putting herself out of her best potential My assistant was not really happy. It was just a bad situation. And I remember I left that day. I have to tell her something. I have to tell her something. Like it's my job as a coach. But I knew that what I had to say was rough. What I had, the feedback I had to give was rough. Now I'm looking up because my core values are in my wall. And one of my core values is honesty. But what honesty actually means to me and I'm gonna read it because I always do this, is my communication style is bland. And while I take high consideration of people's feelings, I always say what I think and give my honest opinion. Well, because you have to define your your core values, right? You can't just... And I remember I sat in my office and this was like one, two weeks after, and it was just so fucking awkward because I kept seeing her, right? She's my client. And I was like, why do I feel this way? And the reason why I felt this way because I was not in alignment with me. Mm. And I sent her a text and I was like, hey, we need to talk. And in perfect core values fashion, I was like, hey, I have to tell you something. This may be a hard pillow, uh, no, a hard- hard... Pill to swallow. swallow. But I want you to know that I'm coming from a place of love and I truly believe this is going to help you in future collaborations and in your business in general. And I told her, I told her what I felt, I told her how I thought, I told her how amazing her work was and she didn't show up up to that standard. And I also told her you have no idea how many clients could have seen this collaboration because we ended up changing it all and we didn't really use it. And I was like, you don't know on what kind of business you missed out from not showing up as your best self. Well, she, at the moment she was like, okay, okay. And then the next day she sent me a message. She's like, I am so grateful for somebody that can tell me the things the way they are. And thank you for the nudge. Mm. It was a win-win everywhere. And I felt so relieved, right? Because it wasn't about me being angry, it was me not being in alignment with who I truly are. And that is what being honest and authentic or, or being authentic online is.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. My, my dad has been a business owner for a really long time and he's made me do this exercise many, many times of a traditional business plan. And in a traditional business plan, you are asking yourself like, what are your values? What is the vision? What is the mission of the company? And some of these reflective exercises that are more standard in like a corporate space are actually really, really beneficial for business owners. And I love that you say this because there are just so many mm, reasons why someone needs to be doing this before they even you know go to show up online because are, are they harming not harming are they doing a disservice to their community and their audience if they don't understand their values there- first.
2: They're also doing a harming to themselves. And this is where people don't understand. So I actually have all my people do mission, vision, all of that, because the, the way I think about it is every piece of content, every word that comes out of your mind, either builds your brand or literally you are pooping on yourself. But, but in, a, in a way where are you building trust and are you letting people know who you truly are, what you do, how you can help them and why you are the person, right? And I think that people forget that because you do not need to be stuck on that mission or that vision, but everything needs to build towards that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that because it really is, a disservice to yourself at the end of the day. We do have actually a a branding course that's from a PR perspective, which starts with, we call them authentic brand pillars, but it's the same thing we're talking about core values, because if you don't have that in place, how are you supposed to create your story? And like, that's a huge part of pitching and all of that. And so anyways, we are so, so aligned. Thank you. Um I so we're, this. this is so much fun. So we're gonna transition into personal branding and photography and why this matters. Um, and this is interesting because right now Bridget and I are going through a rebrand and we're like, huh, we need to get like some new photos done because we did okay, our branding. you need to
2: take a take a trip to Vegas. I'll do it. I was going to do that. We're going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas. But- you know, I have so many people that come here just because I feel like when you're aligned also with your photographer, it makes it so much easier to get photos that they're true to yourself, right? So, and Vegas is yeah. just an easy place to, to travel, like truly. Bridget was actually
0: just saying, like before we got on with you, she was like, God, Ati's probably so much fun to work with because she is so a fun like, Yeah, That's like, like the high a Never a dull
2: moment when you get photos with <laughs> me.
0: Can you tell us like what kind of process you take your clients through when you're doing branding photography for them? Because it does really matter when it comes to media exposure. And like when you are thinking about getting yourself seen on publications, podcasts, like you want to start thinking about your, your branding photos because that does represent who you are. And that is something that ends up, you know, coming up.
2: Well, and I think this is what this separates a personal branding photographer from just pretty photos so let's actually go into the process right so number one i i get on a call with somebody if you are about to hire a photographer and they do not offer a planning or a strategy call, whatever they want to call it. It doesn't need to be called strategical. call. We call it a strategy call. But they don't have an actual consultation where you're going to be talking about your story, who your client is, your clothing, your colors. What do you want to achieve with these photos? Run the other way because this person is not a personal branding photographer. But the thing is, I see this all the time, where people is like, oh, we get on a planning call, but then the planning call is all about the clothing, The people come with this Pinterest board that, oh, I like these photos. But the truth of the matter is that in order to get good branding photos, this person needs to be asking you, number one is where you're going to be using them. Because every good plan starts with the end in mind. Right. So not so I have clients that will come to me and they will say, you know what? I already have photos for my website. I love them. I need social media. That's a completely different photo shoot than somebody that needs photos for their website. Okay. so that's number one. Number two, for example, if you're going to publications, most likely you want to show a little bit of your story. You want to show personality and you also want to show your business. So the way we separate, um, depending on what kind of shoot we are doing, if somebody tells me that they're doing just social media, we shoot a ton of outfits and and we variety, personality. uh, in, In one room, we may do the same outfit in 10 different poses. But if you're telling me you need photos for your website, we're going to be way more careful, right? Your hair for your headshot needs to look absolutely stunning. Like it needs to be pretty perfect. We may do a lot more posing than we actually do if it's just social media. Is is this like landing so far? Oh my God, this is perfect. I love this. Yeah, keep going, please. So (laughs) there is a few key questions that I ask people, which is number one, I want to ask them, who's your ideal client? what do they need to know about your process so we do a lot of photos about the process so for example process for a coach for example this could be her in front of her light and talking in front of the computer but also maybe she wants to speak right she wants to be a speaker we may bring models to have her speaking in front of an audience. Maybe this person hasn't had the opportunity to speak in front of an audience yet, or not every room looks great, and you want to have an, a beautiful, I, I mean, guys, true, truthfully, most of the rooms I ever spoke at, the lighting is poor, uh, the photographer is like hiding on the background, maybe we have a good video, right, but we don't have like great lighting, so we may want to fake that, not because we want to fake it, but because the truth is that the perception of somebody that see those photos, when they see a professional photo that looks good, that tells the story, that's the first impression. You could not change that. And I always ask my clients, I'm like, do you want to look pro or do you want to look DIY? Yeah,
0: gosh, we were just talking about this a few days ago when I was up North with Bridget for our event, but Bridget just spoke at an event like two weeks ago. And the reality is she got a video, which is awesome. But the reality is like, When you go to these rooms, they're typically at hotels. They're in their like conference room. The lighting is garbage. There's like, you know, boring seating and walls. Like they're not sexy. Like it's just, I would never want my pictures taken there if I were a speaker.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So, so I think that, okay, so process is a huge one. And when I say process, a lot of people say, well, but I would never do that. I'm like, yeah, but we want to show what... The viewer needs to see themselves in working with you. And that is what I'm trying to achieve. So the other thing that I bring in is, okay, what are the traits of the tool? No, the tools of the trade. Oh my God, what are, can we do bloopers?
0: <laughs> we should we should do bloopers well you said something really good that was like every good plan starts with the oh, end to the in end mind. mind dude I yeah. wrote it down like it's genius yeah. so this is like really helping with the the entire conversation we're going through it's so good with the,
2: but with the photos right yeah. it's like people how many people come to me like obviously this is my expertise and because I do the branding the the personal branding strategy I think that that was a libel moment to me. When I started teaching personal branding, it was because most of the people that came to me, had nothing in place like this. I would ask people, who's your ideal client? And and again, these were beginner business owners. At the time, my clientele has changed now and I, I attract obviously more advanced business owners that have a lot of this in place. But now people can send me right a document and I can sit in there and be, okay, this would be amazing. I actually have a client coming in from Colorado and she has a CBB brand. But we're building her brand. So she has product, but we're building her personal brand. And we're actually renting like a whole like grow house. Nice. To do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because because this is the thing we want to make sure. She's like, I want to make sure I'm not coming through as a smokehead. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, we want this very earthy and like her cooking foods and cooking, like healing foods and stuff like that. Right. That is who she wants. That's who she is. I'm -hmm. like, she's like, I want to stay away from looking like a fucking pothead. Right. (laughs) So the thing is, all those documents are so helpful, like to have all these uh, stories written down for your photographer to tell her or him all of these things. So processes, tools of the trade, and then I like personality. Personality shots are just like, maybe you're laughing. What do you like actually doing? Maybe you like, you know, those are the most Instagrammable, if you want to call it. Uh, Do you like uh, walking? Are you a triathlete? Like what surrounds your business that makes it you? And those are my three main, main things that we go through. Uh, And then the brand story, that the brand story, like sometimes we will find places so they can have stories and the photos to match. And those are the ones that usually go on a magazine and stuff like that. And then every photo shoot also obviously has like a headshot. I call it the modern headshot. You know, I don't do the black background stuff or whatever. Um, uh, she's like, I uh, don't kill my soul. But, you know, we all need like, yeah, <laughs> but we all need that beautiful headshot that you can put in a podcast that you can send for something. And then you can have a body of work that actually uh, is complete.
1: This is exactly why we wanted to have the conversation with you. Like, this is so meaty because for people, when they're coming to us, looking to, get on the podcast, pitch themselves to TV, pitch themselves to big magazines. It's really important that they have these foundational pieces in place before they get there. We need the good photos because, hey, you might be talking to a writer who's gonna ask for some lifestyle photos. And if it's like you taking those on your phone of yourself, that does not look professional. And would you want that to be a representation of your brand. So we really enjoy having these conversations with people like you also from the personal brand perspective, because many of our clients are that personal brand, right? They might be the founder of a company that offers some side, some sort of service or product, but it's them who's going to be interviewed, right? They're the yeah. face
2: of the brand. They're the face. And this is actually the more and more lately I've been having. So I've been having clients that they have a big business. So for example, my last VIP client, she owns salons in Boston. She's like, but you know, I actually have this Amazon store and I have a, uh, what's it like to know it and all these things, but my personal account is shit. And I don't even know how to start because for 10 years I've been building my salon and now I want to talk about me and me being an entrepreneur. And like, if I ever sell my salons, I have nothing. And I was like, okay, let's start. Right. And it was so much fun, by the way, because she's all into fashion and all the things, right? That they're so different than me. I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. So most of these women are realizing that it's the the, the, the light is on them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you know, I do want to mention too that your branding, and I'm sure you heard this all the time, but your branding may change. Like what feels good today may need to change in a few years. And there are trends. Like it's so funny. I just think about, like, even when I first started my agency, I used to use a lot of pink. I don't even like pink. <laughs> but, anyways, I used to use a lot of pink. Sorry, I'm I like... gotta go
2: because she doesn't like pink. No, <laughs> no, no, no.
0: I love no, pink, no, pink on kidding. you. I love pink on I'm you. Kidding, but kidding, you know I'm I mean. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I never self. feel offended or anything. Yeah, yeah. Just for myself. And I'm like, I I ended up changing my branding. And then I changed it again. And I got new photos. And so I would just love to hear from you like when you tell your clients to maybe revisit their branding or even just to like, you know, check in and say, Hey, is this still aligned with me and my brand?
2: So, okay. So for new business owners, this actually may happen more often than for seasoned business owners, Mm -hmm. because usually when you first start your business, you start with like, oh, I like pink. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to use pink. Right. But then actually, once you start doing the work, the core values, you start thinking about your ideal client. And for example, for me, I don't I don't work with men, uh, but like if you if a photographer would work with men, right, like your branding being pink, that doesn't make any sense. You need to pick something else. Then also color psychology plays a role which you may not even start looking into when you're just trying to figure out what to sell. Right, so on the first six months of business, it's not your job to really go into like looking on color psychology and how this is going. Just get something out there, right? Just put something out there, and hopefully you can stick to it. And it's going to look professional enough for you to like where the fonts are cohesive, your uh, your um, logo is cohesive. If you're sending a proposal and stuff like that. Now, if you're a seasoned business owner. It depends on the needs, right? It depends on the needs. Is it just you providing the service and your business maybe is called ATG Branding, which is me, Ati Greenspan, right? But like, if now all of a sudden you have a company and the company's outside of you, it may be time to rebrand. Yeah. Right? so So I... It comes down really to needs. And the other thing, I really like people to do a yearly kind of review. Okay, are my core values are still my core values? Mm -hmm. Is my vision still the same? Because your mission in life can stay constant, but maybe your mission in business changed. Bridget, you went through a huge pivot, but your personal mission, you as a person, you didn't change right? But your business changed. So there is things that you want to show up differently. You want to have different messaging, your colors, whatever.
1: That's why I like working with someone like you is helpful because we, and Lydia and I talk about this all the time. We usually don't take that moment to step back and get that perspective to say, yeah, is this still in alignment? And Lydia and I even experienced this, right? So we had one year in business with Visibility on Purpose. Our colors to start off were literally all neutrals, and you know we were having conversations and we were like we're a brand around visibility like this is this is misaligned so we're so excited about like our whole rebrand with the colors and uh, just okay the what style. colors are you
2: doing can you tell me
1: so good yeah you need to go look at <sighs> our website <laughs> I can't wait to talk okay, about. okay 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 okay
2: okay i'm gonna it's go really look good. at your website yeah it's really fun and now so, I'm like, okay. i need to
1: be like Ati, i need to have these things behind me now i need to have the colors behind me
2: now yeah i almost feel lydia that you need to turn your your thing around so your things are showing yeah because is it <laughs> such a statement to okay guys my whole office doesn't look this pre- i mean my office is pretty but right now it's a disaster Okay. And having a corner that it's on brand, it starts so many conversations. Like, literally, I will jump on a call and people are like, oh, wow, that's your brand. That's you 100%. Like, the colors, everything. And sometimes I'll be wearing something really cute on brand and then my pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Sorry. for the listeners,
0: I have um, my boyfriend's surfboards on the wall behind me. So that's what she's referring to.
1: <laughs> I love this. Atu, we could talk to you forever. Uh, I'm sure that we'll have more conversations around this because as we've said so many times like your work and the PR work that we're doing they just go together like peanut butter and jelly you know our clients need you your clients need our work so we're just so grateful to have you here so to close out today where can people find you and what's exciting going on in your business right now.
2: So people can find me, my house is Instagram for sure. That is it. but I mean, that's it. That's a platform that I actually like it. People don't understand that, but I actually do enjoy um, building relationships there. And mm. then my website, www.attigreenspan.com, A-T-I-G-R-I-N-S-P-U-N. Um, and in there, I actually have a quiz. So if you don't know where you are with your personal brand and you're like what are these steps that she's talking about like i have a really cool quiz that will tell you you're an intermediate you're a uh you're a beginner you're an intermediate you're advanced and it will give you a step to take forward um but instagram is the best place come and talk to me be like hey i you know found you here like love your word don't love your word love your pink don't love your pink whatever <laughs> auntie i really love your pink <laughs> I swear, Thank you I'm, so I'm, I'm, but I love it because a lot of people start with pink and then they they leave. Then people like my brand. When you're scrolling, you know it's me. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah,
0: yeah. I could give you a whole story on why I chose pink, and then same exact thing. It was not being aligned with my core values, and then realizing what they were. Gosh, this conversation has been so beautiful, so helpful. Thank you so, so much for joining us on an episode of Visibility Era, the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Bye for now, everyone.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Visibility On Purpose or jump into our free Facebook community. It's called Visibility On Purpose Community. Please give us a five-star review, rate us, write us a little comment if you feel so inclined. We are so grateful to have you here on this journey with us.